Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Hello, Kim Dang. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks for having me today. It is so great to have you here. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. We are taking you from overwhelmed and overworked to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And today we are doing it through uh, the queen of Facebook groups automation. Her name is Kim Dang. And let me tell you a little bit about her amazing background. So Kim is the founder of the Gold Rule Group of Sales. She's actually an owner of a wrecking yard in California, which is amazing. Multiple Chrome, a multiple Chrome extension company. And she now has a coaching company dedicated to helping communities monetize their tribe through Facebook group automation. She is the founder of Group Convert Software that allows consultants to collect data from their Facebook group. Kim is based in Miami and enjoys camping, rock climbing, and traveling. All right. So I was, you know, doing a little cyber stalking before this interview. So I knew your background and I want you to tell my audience your story because your story is amazing. How you got to be this uh, software, Facebook's coaching queen from where you came. So tell us your origin story, Kim. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. So um, my dad was imprisoned for nine years uh, after he fought against the Vietnam, uh, the Viet Cong. And um, after that, that's when he met my mom. And then when we went to America, um, my dad only had like a couple hundred dollars to his name. And so I was raised in a very poor environment growing up. So a lot of things were you can't you won't. At the same time, my mom saw her sister uh, during the war get bombed in front of her and like village, her other village uh, members get like dragged into the jungle. So um, they were very much, you can't get, you can't have this, you can't have that because we can't afford it. At the same time, you got to go out there and really uh, go for what you want because the world is dangerous. and. Um, you got to be super aggressive. So it's a, it's a weird mix growing up. So I, I ended up feeling like I was always like not, I was not a part of a lot of groups and, and people. And so I felt really out of place growing up. And that I think what drove me to in high school, when people were just going to class and doing what they're doing. I was on eBay and I was selling random stuff on eBay. And um, 
I noticed car parts sold really well. And I still went to um, college. I went to UCLA and my parents, right when I was about to graduate, I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't continue this path of, you know, you got to make the family proud. You need to become a doctor. Uh, I sold random shoes, uh, items that I could find throughout all of college. And then when I graduated, I just moved to uh, the desert in California. And I started a wrecking yard company because during the time that I was selling on eBay, I saw that car parts sold well. And I recruited a person that uh, worked for another company that sold car parts online. And I said, all right, you and me, we team up. I know technology to some extent. I know how to list items on eBay, basically. And he's like, okay, I know car parts. So let's do this. And um, yeah, that was the start of my dismantling business and journey. And from there, I've audited, I really got into the business so I could be free. Because the thing that I saw was a lot of people, they get into a job right after college or they or not even college, right after high school. And they're just immediately defined in terms of their hourly wage and immediately constrained in terms of their time. So you go from this free floating environment to restriction. And um, I didn't really see that for my own life. And I felt like I can't do that. So uh, I just wanted freedom. That's all. And the vehicle of selling car parts was just one vehicle. I wasn't really passionate about it. Um, I grew it and I automated it because I wasn't passionate. I'm like, I got to get out of this. I got to automate this. So I automated the whole thing from the very beginning to the end. I made sure everyone knew how to talk to each other and the software and the technology and everything is, you know, um, car parts were getting up, cars were getting purchased, they were getting recycled. And then that's when... I got into software because I thought about the the most far-fetched, furthest idea from physical inventory and returns and oil and engines. Um, and it was in these pixels online that are, you know, code. Uh, so I said, well, if I can sell random pixels online, uh, that would be a great way for me to try something else. So one of my friends, she's like, well, you know, um, there's affiliate marketing where you don't have to have your own product. You don't have to have, you know, anything. You just need a, you're one affiliate link away. And I was like, okay, let's try that. And um, the journey there took me into Facebook groups because you have to create a Facebook group in order to have a following in order for people to click on your links. and I saw in in that journey of Facebook groups and affiliate marketing, I was still searching for software. I saw that people were copying and pasting when they enter into a group, the three questions. If uh, you have a group, you can ask three questions. And three questions, one of the questions is, what's your email address for you to come into this group? People were manually copying and pasting a, that information over to a Google Sheet. And I, I'm like, wait. If people are doing this manually all the time, maybe I can have a solution where it just automates it. Because again, I'm like all about automation, automate everything. And uh, yeah. And so I said, is there a tool? Is this possible? And it was possible in the form of a Chrome extension. 
And at that time I signed up for a few and I, I saw it work and I said, okay, I'm going to own this solution. I don't care if there's like other people doing their thing. I'm going to have my own solution. So I went on Upwork and I was very surprised to see that it only cost me a couple hundred dollars to have it be mine. And then I turned it around and I charged 70 bucks a month for it. I sent an email blast to uh, 25 emails that I got from my Facebook group for affiliate marketing. And two people said yes to pay me $7 a month. And that's when I realized that I just made money from internet magic, just from, you know, I, I wasn't shipping them any physical car part. There wasn't any trade and it was just immediate. So I, uh, that shocked me so much that I, I just, I said, okay, I'm all in on this. And within a week from talking to as many people as humanly possible, I turned my $7 a month at that time, two people pay me seven bucks a month is $14 monthly reoccurring income mm-hmm. to, to $1,500 reoccurring income, monthly reoccurring income. And then a uh, month after that, I passed, surpassed 3,000 monthly reoccurring income. And this was three years ago. So now, um, I mean, I've been at this for that whole time of just increasing subscribers. And, uh, and then during that journey, I said, whoa, if I could, if I could create monthly passive reoccurring, and it was really passive because it only cost me 80 cents a month. Um, to host the data and then a VA that I uh, paid uh, $6 an hour for. Um, and so, you know, the VA took care of everything. Uh, there wasn't any extra additional costs. It was making me thousands of dollars per month. And I said, this is a solution to a lot of people's problems. So <laughs> I started creating a course around it. And that course was make passive reoccurring income without owning or knowing how to code oh, without knowing how to code um, using simple software. Cause that's what it was. And let's back um, up because yeah. my audience is not super techie. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get into too much. Yeah. Of the what is a Chrome extension? Explain. Yeah. A Chrome, a Chrome extension is a little tool that you can click download and it will live on your browser, the Chrome browser. Mm-hmm. And the biggest, most popular one is honey. So your, audience will probably recognize what Honey is. Honey is this uh, little tool that's a plug-in. You click download from the internet. And if you're browsing and shopping on Amazon, it'll pop up and it'll say, hey, you want to buy this for you know $10? It's actually $8 over here at this other store. And Honey will suggest like all these coupons for you. And uh, you go, okay. You click on that link and then they get paid what after you buy. So they get a cut of every single purchase. Uh, and they have over 10 million users. They just got sold to PayPal about two years ago for $4 billion, mostly cash. So uh, a Chrome extension, it, it goes and it sits on top of an existing site and it helps you save either time or money most of the time. So um, yeah. And another popular Chrome extension is an ad blocker. If you've ever oh, yeah. downloaded a free ad blocker, that's a Chrome extension because it will detect software. It will detect websites that, you know, has all these pop-ups and it'll just stop them. So um, that's what a Chrome extension is. And you don't think to pay for the ad blocker or pay for honey. Um, so there's all these free Chrome extensions just floating around. 
that you can own and turn it into paid. That's amazing. So you turned something that's usually free into paid and you went on to Upwork and you actually had someone design your Chrome extension. So you didn't even do the technology behind it. You just found someone who did. Yeah. And it took a couple of weeks. That's it. Like two, two to three weeks of your life, a couple hundred dollars. And then you have something that thousands can use. It's just mind-boggling to me even now when I describe it. (laughs) That's incredible. So how did you persist in the digital marketing space when you were struggling? I know um, you were very careful with your money, and I learned about that on another podcast. But I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, in their journey, especially in the beginning, they do not uh, make money the first few years. And a lot of them give up and they go back to getting a job because it's just too hard. So what would you tell struggling entrepreneurs that are starting their journey? How did you get through your struggle? Yeah. um, I would say uh, it's mentality first and tactics second, always. And for me, um, I knew that there was no other option. There was no other life that I could live other than one in which is my own. And usually people who have their own lives, they're their own boss or they don't have a boss or they have lots of people paying them like an amount per month. Uh, They're community funded is how I see it. Um, So when things got tough, I said, even if it's so bad right now, it's still a million times better <laughs> than working for someone else and having to ask permission to for me to just live for the rest of my life. Like it, it, there is no alternative to me in my head. So mentality first. Tactically, I um I took whatever money I could. I was very very frugal at the very beginning, and frugality gets you to a certain extent where you're not like deeply in debt but doesn't get you beyond where you're at right now. Like frugality will not do that. So what I started doing, it was I invested in people who've done it before. So I said, you know what? I'm going to create a Chrome extension. And uh, I had the Chrome extension created. And then immediately with my proceeds, I went and I sought out people who own Chrome extensions. And I'm like, I will pay you whatever it is for me to learn from you. Like, let me just pay you. And so I found a Chrome, I found a guy, he wasn't even charging to teach people Chrome extensions. He just, I know he owned one. And I said, okay, how, however much it is, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to figure out the money. And he was like, uh, okay. And he just, he didn't charge me that much, but he met up with me every single week, once a week. And he just walked me through what he did. And then that was, that was my first coach. And it was a couple thousand dollars only. It was very little. And then after that, I'm like, okay, who, who here know how to pull money from the economy that they have? Like who here knows how to do that? And high ticket coaching, uh, was another way where people can make more in a day than they can, than some people make in a month or a year. And so I said, all right, they know how to figure out this economics of, you know, people and money and persuasion and all that stuff. And I'm like, maybe that's something for me to learn. So the first um, 
coach that I ever invested in was $30,000. It was the most money that I've ever spent on a person. And it freaked me out. But I said, you know what? If I can say I did this, like I actually spent the money and I went through with this, then I would do something that very few people in this world would be able to do. And that alone, I should do it. And I researched the heck out of this coach and I trusted him after all my research. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And that uh, allowed me to cash flow. Like I went from absolutely nothing in that high ticket space or selling coaching because I wanted to teach. I'm like, hey, I like I have a solution. I need to teach this to people, but I didn't know how to package it up the right way. Um, so yeah, I went from selling $7 courses to teach people how to do passive reoccurring income online to making $46,000 in 18 days after I joined the program, just because it taught me that results don't take time. They just take courage. Um, that was the biggest, biggest lesson for me uh, when it comes to getting over my own way. If I feel afraid, I know that uh, leaning into the fear will get me the results because it's not it's not about time. People can spend decades trying to being on the fence to so many things, but it's that courage that will really have them, you know, surpass their dreams or their peers or whatever they're trying to surpass. So um, to answer your question, it, tactically, it's investing people who've done it before. It sounds very obvious, but I believe people are so fearful uh, that they would rather pay the opportunity tax, like the tax of not doing it. They would rather pay that than the tax of, um, then not the tax, but then the cost of them coming into uh, a learning program, you know? So I yeah. mean, what's the worst thing that can happen if somebody invests in a coaching program and it doesn't work out, you still have knowledge and knowledge is power. So investing in your own personal growth I think is always the best investment. And I've invested in so many different coaches and programs and webinars and seminars and every single one, I've learned one thing to get me to my next step of growth and development and it's all worth it. So what would you tell someone who didn't have, said, I don't have the money to invest in coaching right now? If they don't have the money to invest in coaching, um, I would say that, I would ask them this question and this question will really bring into perspective. Cause I know, I know people who invested their last like a hundred dollars, even with me and they, they'll turn their whole life around. Uh, so I'm not afraid to take like your last $100. Cause I know how to help you, uh, get resourceful. Um, and one of the questions my sales trainer, uh, we ask our clients, this is like, let's say I have a million dollars but I'm only going to give it to you in Egypt tomorrow if you meet me there. (laughs) And, uh, and then uh, I'm like, but wait a minute, it's going to cost you a couple of grand upfront to buy some plane tickets, but you're guaranteed that million dollars. Are you going to, how are you going to figure that out? You know, like, uh, Oh wait, but tomorrow you probably already have plans. So you would be too busy to do this. Right. Oh, so time, money, you already have plans, resource. Doesn't matter when you see the true value. So it's really 
it's like they have to be able to see the true value of what that brings them to to make that decision because if i can ask you that question and you're like well nothing will stop me i'll i'll go and you know sell a couple of items on ebay or, or i'll i'll ask a friend for money you know um whatever it is i'll get it i'll figure it out and so it's i believe that when someone's like i don't have money it's really a, a smokescreen. Maybe I don't have money for now this, in this moment. If that's the case, you can be resourceful and go and be resourceful. Um, we have so many, so many things at the tip of our fingers now that we didn't have before. And um, I would, like for me, I would get another job. I would get a second job. I would figure it out. I would sell something on Amazon, eBay. Um, I, I would to take whatever I could get just so that I can get the funds to, to pay for the shortcut. So. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. I mean, if you're going to bet on anything, bet on yourself. And if you see the value of getting the results, then it's, it's money is floating everywhere. It's just about finding it and harnessing it and using it the way that you want to. So this show is called The Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show because we want people to experience work-life balance so they can have more fun and freedom. Tell us about your work-life balance now that you have had uh, these businesses launch and there are a lot of them are on autopilot, like the wrecking yard. What does your work-life balance look like today? My work-life balance is I get to... Um, do what I want to do every day. And so work isn't necessarily work. It is really, it's just projects that I'm interested in doing. Um, I, yeah, I spend every single day doing exactly what I want to do, which is my goal. Uh, it's about the journey of this growth period than it is about the destination. I'm not waiting to the end uh, to get but with that said, the caveat is there were many, many years of no work-life balance at all. Like I had to really suffer through 80-hour weeks and just grind away in order to automate things to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And the tunnel is not, you know, the absolute end because there's always like the next level. So for me, um, I think about, okay, is this the life I want? Is this the body I want? Is this the love I want? Is this the family I want? Is this, you know? So when I ask that, uh, the balance falls into place because then it's like, okay, this is, this is the health I want. So I'm going to go exercise. This is the life I want. So I'm going to continue building. This is the, the weather I want. So I'm going to figure out how to stay here. Um, I live in Miami and it's pretty, uh, pricey to live here for the most part uh, for a lot of people um so it's asking myself those questions is this the sleep i want you know and if the answer is no like you have had a lack of sleep then then okay like that's my answer so i gotta change it so tomorrow like today let's sleep early so i can wake up at a decent time so um work-life balance to me is uh, consistently asking myself if if this is the X that I want 
uh, on a daily basis. I think it's great because you've got to take a look at yourself. I actually teach people that there are seven key areas of life and you want to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10, spirituality, fitness, emotions, romance, mental, social, and financial. And you want to look at all seven areas of life and really be honest and ask yourself the hard questions. How am I doing? What do I want in this area? And what do I need to do to get what I want? And that's very similar to your self-inventory process. So that is, it's so important to have self-reflection. And let's talk about Facebook groups. Why are Facebook groups a powerful tool for building community online? And are they dead? That was the title of our uh, Facebook Live right now. Tell us <laughs> your opinion about Facebook groups. Yeah, so we we live in a scroll economy where everything is like scroll everywhere and very little attention. So what I've discovered is if you can um, if you can utilize containers, then you can have more of an attention span with your audience. And one great container besides like Reddit and all these forums is a group. Inside of a group, it's like this dynamic container that creates an echo chamber effect. Um, you can fill up a group with uh, to about 200, 300 people in just a couple of weeks. It just doesn't take too much effort to just invite people into your group. And then um, what I tell my clients to utilize groups for is to pitch one to many because it is as if you are standing on a virtual stage in front of them and telling them uh, what's your message, what's your offer, your card is open, it's going to close soon. And when you do that, it's unlike a webinar where it's they're in a Zoom room and then they're out and then that's it. It's unlike a uh, uh, just Instagram post where they can just scroll past it. It's uh, It's a stickier medium where it kind of almost mimics an in-person event environment because when I have like these groups and I have my clients pitching them, uh, they say, hey, you know, they go and they congratulate those who enrolled into their program and that congratulations post is sprinkled inside of the group. And there is this table rush effect, this fear of missing out effect as well. So it it really amplifies if you're a coach or consultant or agency owner, it really amplifies your enrollment process um, in these little tiny containers. So Facebook groups are amazing for that. The other part <clears throat> is that um, in 2020, Mark Zuckerberg decided that hashtags are important for groups. And that was when um, that was when groups started exploding organically at like 30,000 a month just no ads. And so I saw the movement of that. And I saw how important it is to set up a group the right way uh, to create a clear path to purchase. So you can have a group that's your asset that sits online that grows organically because you set it up the right way. It gets suggested automatically to people as they're scrolling around and then they enter. And then when they enter, you can create a click pathway for them. If, as soon as they enter, they go to the pin post, that pin post leads to another post. That post leads to another post, leads to your free course, leads to your upgrade. So you can have a setup where it's a path to purchase for your people with a group. So um, absolutely, groups are not dead. There are 
there's a group that's over 2 million users and they're all pretending to be ants. So like there are societies right now um, that exist in these groups, uh, you know, sometimes for very weird rhyme or reason. And it's very still real. And it's, uh, in fact, my tool that I'm developing is going to, um, it scrapes leads from groups. So if you are struggling to get, you know, if you teach mindset, let's say, there's so many mindset groups that you can go into their members list and, and grab that list from um, using the tool. And uh, it, it actually crowdsources what groups are important to people, what groups people are paying attention to. Um, so that list is available for my users. So I am I am actively engaged in realizing that these communities can actually give a certain weight to a person's profile online uh, because there are paid communities that they're in that we know because they're part of this Facebook group that's a paid member group. So I know certain um, quality of a lead uh, just from that insight alone. So yeah, that's my that's my take on Facebook groups so far. Um, yeah. So the the tool that you're developing to scrape leads from other people's Facebook group, is that another Chrome extension or is that a different type of software? It's another Chrome extension. I own actually nine because after I started teaching people how to monetize using their own Chrome extension, I just continue buying out Chrome extensions and scaling them. So um, the one that scrapes leads from other groups is called Try Group Flow. Uh, if you can think of like leads flowing into a group, it's <laughs> trygroupflow.com. Uh, it lets you scrape leads from other groups. It's pretty cool. I love it. So how do people find their tribe online? Like if somebody came to you and said, Kim, I don't even know how to start a Facebook group. Who are my people? How do I create my community in a Facebook group? What would you tell someone who is a total newbie? A lot of people are, are newbies to this world. And what I say is, um, if you're, if you are a coach or you're a content creator of some sort, you're either in the health, wealth or relationship niche. Mm -hmm. And, um, just because these people are in people, number one, are not monogamous to one group. Mm -hmm. They're in a million groups around the same topics. So you having your own group really easy for you to fill that group because you already know who is interested in that particular topic because they're already in the other groups that you can just join. So in fact, it's really easy to find who are your people by just joining these other groups and looking at the members list. Um, that's one way. Another way is Facebook allows you to have 5,000 friends and um, friends are people who will see you in their newsfeed. So you can go and friend all the people you think will be a customer online. And if they accept it, they start seeing your newsfeed. And that is very different than any platform out there right now. If you go and friend Selena Gomez or you follow her on Instagram, she's going to follow you back. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> is she ever going to see your feed? No. No. 
But if you friend someone on Facebook and they friend you back, they they they're like the likelihood of them friending you back is really, really high. Um, they'll start seeing your feed. Uh, so um, that's really cool. And then Facebook is really uh, going heavy on reels and going heavy on uh, now personal profiles. You can follow personal profiles now. So if um, if someone doesn't have the capability to friend you back and they look at your profile, they can click follow as well. But the algorithm for Facebook is just unlike any other platform out there. If you engaged with someone that's a friend of yours, um, then they, they will start seeing your stuff in their feed. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So how can people get started in the online space if they, if they don't even have any Facebook friends, uh, know much about online marketing? Like, where would you tell someone to start? What would, what would you tell them to do if someone said, you know what? I work for corporate America. I hate my job. I have not participated much in Facebook or Instagram or done anything online. What would be my first step? Would it be to figure out like what their passion is and what what they want to share with the world so they would know what kind of Facebook groups to join and what kind of people to target or where 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 would you start them out to point them in the right direction? Yeah, I would do this exercise with them or I, I like I speak on my own stages and I, I take everyone through this exercise, which is close your eyes and imagine a year from now you're in a room. Uh, you paid for all their food. You paid for the hotel, the ballroom. You paid for everything. And you are staring at a crowd of faces. Uh, imagine what do these faces look like? Are they young? Are they old? What is their job? What? And all the people in this room, you've helped. What is it that you help them do? So uh, is that then then just imagine like waking up from that and seeing if that's something that you want to um, do for the rest of your life or for the next years of your life because that's eventually where you're heading you're heading into when you create a Facebook group you're heading into uh, being the leader of your own movement whether you like it or not you're like you're actually uh, commanding a group of people to do something and um, and it's really important that you want that you want to be surrounded by that type of people. Um, I have some clients who are like, yeah, I want to help super broke people who are, uh, you know, uh, get control of their finances. And then later on, they're like, wait, I don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of people who don't know how to manage money um, and in constant crisis because that's the environment that they're in. So it's very important to be cognizant of that. Like is the environment that you're going to craft for yourself a year from now, all the people that you help, you like to stay in that environment. So for me, um, the reason why I didn't really pursue a bigger business in my junkyard, my wrecking yard, is because I didn't see myself surrounded by uh, shop yard hands. You know, I didn't see myself surrounded by a sea of auto dismantling owners. pick apart owners. And I've been to conferences where there's a bunch of them. I just didn't see myself in that environment for a long time. 
Uh, and then now uh, the environment that I'm in is I'm surrounded by coaches, consultants, uh, people who want to lead their tribe, people who want to really step forward uh, into that next chapter into their life where they're leading this movement. It's who do they get to become on this journey as they move forward. And so um, do you, the person that you get to become on this journey, is that a person that you're going to enjoy being? Are the people around you who influence who you are as a person, are those the type of people that you want to lead? And so if, if after that exercise and you're like, yes, I want to do this, uh, you will mostly be able to choose what is the path or like, what are you actually going to teach? Um, because a lot of people teach something just because they know something about it, but they don't think about the long-term effects of being surrounded by the type of people who want to learn that thing and your health and your mentality and your willingness to move forward is so much so influenced by people in this space that uh, you have to take that into account as well. So that's what I would say. If you're super new, do that exercise. And if at the end of the exercise, you're still a heck yes, then get into it because it's going to be the most, it's like the modern MBA. It's going to teach you so many things to figure out along this journey and into who do you get to become. So. I like that exercise. And that can also help people figure out who their ideal client is. Because a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't know like where I should start or who I should talk to or what I should talk about. And if you close your eyes and you picture yourself on a stage talking to an audience, like what do they look like? What are their struggles? What keeps them up at night? You know, what are their dreams? That's a great exercise for discovering your avatar, your ideal client. So that's been that's great. I've I've loved this interview, Kim. Tell me, how can we find you online? How can we learn more about your offerings? Yeah, um, my handle is Kim Possible Dang, <laughs> like the cartoon. Um, and on Facebook, you can find me at the Kim Possible Dang. Um, uh, if you want to get into my world in any capacity, I always point everyone to groupconvert.com. So if you can remember it is converting your group, group convert, that's it, groupconvert.com. From there, even if you don't sign up for anything, uh, you just get into, you just opt in into the email list. Um, You'll start getting my emails and then you'll get deeper and deeper into my world. Um, But yeah, like uh, if you just message me on Instagram or message me on Facebook, um, you'll get a response. So, yep. Thank you so much, Kim. And thank you listeners for being a part of another wonderful episode of the Balanced, Beautiful and Abundant show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, your host, and I am passionate about taking you from overworked and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful and abundant. If you're listening on Spotify or Instagram, take a screenshot, tag me and Kim. We'll reshare in our stories. If you're on Apple Podcasts, consider helping us out. This is a growing show. We don't have paid ads yet. And we grow by our generous listeners taking a couple seconds out of their busy day 
giving us a five-star review, subscribing and sharing with a friend. Thank you so much, Kim, for being on the show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until we meet again, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. If you or someone you know feel stuck and needs more abundance and balance in their life, please go to my link tree in the show notes to schedule your complimentary breakthrough call. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you on the next podcast episode.